the eighth and final chapter of the laws of Levert marriage. First halacha. If a man consecrates but does not yet marry one of two sisters, but it is not known which one he consecrated, and then he dies, his brother should do chalitza on both of them. If he had two brothers, then one of the brothers may perform chalitza with one of them, and the other may perform yibum with the other. The reasoning is that once chalitza has been performed on the one sister, then the other one is either the yavama or someone who is not consecrated at all and in either case she would be permitted to this brother. But the order is important. One may not perform yibum with the second sister until chalita has been done with the first. But if one of them performed yibum and then the other performed yibum with the other sister, we do not require them to split. Second halacha. If two men who are not related consecrate two sisters, but neither one knows which one they consecrated, and both of them have a brother, then both of them die. Each yavam, that is, each remaining brother, should perform chalitza on both of the sisters. But if one of them has one brother and the other has two brothers, then the brother of the one who has one brother should do chalitza on both. And with respect to the one who has two brothers, one of the brothers should perform chalitza and the other may perform yubum with the remaining sister. Just like the above, the order is important. And just like the above, if they don't do the order correctly, we do not force them to separate. And Rambam adds, this is true even if they are kehanim. Third halacha. If both men in the prior case have two brothers, then the order is as follows. And let's call the two women Rachel and Leah. The first brother of the first man, he performs chalitza with Rachel. And then the first brother of the second man performs chalitza with Leah. Then the second brother of the first man may perform yibum with Leah. And the second brother of the second man may perform yibum with Rachel. If instead both of the brothers of the first man perform chalitza with one of the sisters... So then, both of the brothers of the second man should not both do yibum with the two sisters. Rather, one of the brothers of the second man should perform chalitza with one of the two sisters, and the second one may perform yibum with the other. But if the two brothers of the second man both erred and performed yibum, we do not force them to separate. Fourth halacha. Okay, now a little more confusing. A woman, let us call her Rachel, has a son. And her daughter-in-law, let's call her Leah, has a son. But they were born in the same place and both got mixed up. Now we don't know who's who. And they both get married, and they die childless. And let's assume they both have brothers. So the brothers do not know which one is actually their brother, and therefore don't know which Yavama they are required to perform Yubum or Chalitza with. So Leah, the daughter-in-law's sons, should perform Chalitza with both women. And one of the sons of Rachel, the mother-in-law, may perform either Yibum or Chalitza. Fifth Halacha. Okay, similar story as the last Halacha. But here, the two sons that die, we know whose children they are. What we don't know is the two remaining Yavamais. We don't know which one comes from Rachel and which one comes from Leah. So they both should perform chalitza with the wife of the elder woman, Rachel's sons. They are not permitted to perform yibum. Then one should perform chalitza. Then, with respect to the wife of the sons of the daughter-in-law, Leah, one of the brothers should perform chalitza, and the other may perform yibum. Six halacha. Okay, in this case, there is a woman who is married with one man, and she has sons with him, and then he dies, and she gets remarried within three months, and seven months later has a baby. We don't know if the baby is from the first husband or the second husband. And then she has children with the second husband. If the baby whose father we don't know grows up and gets married, and then he dies childless, brothers from both sides should do chalitza with his wife. Seventh halacha. In the prior example, if both this woman's first and second husband's had fathered a son with another wife, and one of those sons died childless. In this case, the child whose lineage is unknown may perform either yibum or chalitza because either the deceased is his paternal brother, in which case he must perform yibum, or he is not the paternal brother, in which case he is allowed to marry the Yavama, in any case, eighth halacha. Same case as the prior halacha, and the child whose lineage you don't know dies first. Then a brother from the other wife on one side may perform chalitza, and a brother from the other wife on the other side may perform yibum. Nine. Ninth halacha. If a woman's husband travels far away, and she hears that he has died, and on that basis she gets remarried, and then the first husband turns up, like the plot of Castaway, and then both husbands die childless. Brothers on both sides must perform chalitza, but may not perform yibum. You're going to ask, why does a second husband's brother have to perform chalitza? And the answer is that it is a 
rabbinic enactment. Tenth halacha. There are five women, and each has a son that they know about. And then all five women have another son, but they give birth at the same time in the same place, and the kids get all mixed up. And then the sons whose lineage we don't know, they all get married, and they all die childless. So then... Four of the sons whose identity is already known should perform chalitza on one of the wives. And then the fifth son should marry her through Yibum after she's performed the chalitza four times. The eleventh halacha explains the rationalization. And it's like this. If it turns out that this woman was married to the fifth son's brother, then he's performed the proper Yibum. And if he was not married to the fifth son's brother, then we certainly know that she's performed chalitza with the brother of her husband. And then we would do the same thing with the second woman, and so on. And at the end, we'll have five sons married to five widows. Twelfth halacha. Here Rambam states the importance of being very careful, particularly in questionable situations. If there is a doubt as to whether chalitza has been performed properly with a woman who needs chalitza, then it must be performed before she can marry another person. And whether there's a question as to whether a woman may engage in relations with a man, whether it's rabbinic in nature or from the Torah, then yibum should not be performed with her. But in any case in which a woman has performed either a superior chalitza, which we discussed in prior sections, or acceptable relations, which we also discussed in prior sections, any other woman married to the same man is permitted to marry another man. Thirteenth and final halacha. Based upon the foundations that we've laid out in these halachas, a person should be able to understand all of the sveikas, that is, any situation of doubt, and should be able to determine whether yibum or chalitza is necessary in a given situation. That is, who should do chalitza, who may do yibum, and who is pater from chalitza and yibum altogether. Thus we have concluded the halachas of yibum and chalitza with the help of God.